0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Catalyst Radio podcast. Thank you so much for being here with us. I realized that you could be doing anything else, but you chose to be here with us today. Today's episode is sponsored by Concrete Coatings Canada, which is the number one epoxy coatings and traffic toppings company in the greater Toronto area, who also accomplishes polished concrete, and does a tremendous job with concrete restoration. Let's jump right into today's episode. Welcome, everybody. Good morning, or good evening, depending on where you are right now. It's Alejandro from Catalyst Radio, and I have a very, very special guest with me today. His name is Luis Serrano, and uh, I've I've known him for my entire. Life. Let's just say that he is the uh, he is the founder of Fundamentals of Play, and he's the CFO, Chief Fun Officer. I always love saying that. Um, so I'm I'm his older brother, and I'm very proud of who he is. But I'll let him because I can say a million and one good things about him. I'll let him kind of introduce himself uh, quickly for us. How's it going, Lewis? Hey, hey, great. Thanks for having me. This is exciting.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm I'm Lewis, as mentioned, and uh, yeah, I think you did a great job with the intro. Nothing more to add, really.
0: <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> while we go through the conversation, we'll get into a lot of different things. I mean, you've been, you've been doing some really incredible work, touching a lot of different lives. So, um, as you know, our our my podcast here is. Uh, mostly to uh, hopefully um, introduce people to some uh, catalytic events, people, things that perhaps they may not have realized in their life or maybe they're going through right now and um, hope to inspire them to recognize that and move forward with change. So um, what I thought we would do today, and I obviously know your story quite well, just uh, from from knowing you for so long and the business that you've been able to create out of it, but uh, how about we start there? Or did you have any other different ideas as it relates to, I guess, the biggest catalyst in your life, in what put you where you are today?
1: No, that's a that's a good place to start with the the story. I mean, that's basically the the main catalyst that drove me to everything I'm doing now. So
0: fantastic. So let let's let's maybe begin with the uh, hearing kind of where you were and kind of where it started to take you
1: sure um so i think it was now <laughs> i keep forgetting the time frame because i keep saying the same amount of time but it keeps time keeps passing um but i think it was around four years ago now um where i had the life that i thought was great at the time um, so I I went to business school and university and actually that's probably part of it. I, I remember choosing it because you did it um, and because I wasn't sure of what I wanted to do and I just thought that that would uh, open the most doors and make the most people happy, you know, including our parents and everything. Um, and so I graduated...
0: Sorry to interrupt for one, one yeah. minute. I feel like that is a, a something quite common that I've heard before from uh, other students, current students. You know how I do a little bit of work with teenagers and things of that nature. Um, yeah. So students and other colleagues of mine um, getting into these uh, sort of educational institutions um, kind of to satisfy their parents and things. But uh, go on. Sorry, I have to interrupt you. It's just that uh, I've, I've heard that before and I you know, sorry to sorry to be that one that kind of gave you that idea.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was it's yeah, and I think you're right, because I, I mean I've worked with high school kids too, and it's like the default option. So you go to what's easy and you know, I I saw you do it and you know, I knew parents liked it and I knew it probably opened up a lot of opportunities. So I mean, when you don't know what to do, you kinda just go with what's easy.
0: Um, i should have gone to um I should have gone to movie production and actor school or something more exciting
1: that 's <laughs> that 's what i wanted to do but <laughs> i, I didn 't even speak up um but anyway uh fast forward i you know i graduated and i was in the corporate world uh for i think about twelve years and uh, i you know i had some i had some great jobs i had, was part of some awesome teams uh, I was also maybe part of a few not so great mm-hmm. ones. Uh, but the entire time I knew something was off uh, and it's it's kind of hard to describe, but it was kind of this dissonance that I felt with myself uh, and what I was doing and that it wasn't aligned and I wasn't really using my strengths. And I was kind of just like faking it essentially uh, throughout. Um, and but I kept going anyway, especially because, you know, I was getting raises and I was getting more money and. So if you fast forward to four years ago, I had this great job at the time, um, you know, I had this really big goal in my head the whole time when I started to make six figures. Uh, and then I finally reached that number, I I think, like, just barely. Um, and, you know, I thought that was the be all end all. Uh, I had bought my condo downtown Toronto by the water Uh, I was in a relationship and I got engaged and everything just seemed to be going perfectly. Um, But meanwhile, in the background, you know, all this stuff was kind of festering that I wasn't paying attention to. And and then the first thing, the first domino to fall was the the job. So um, it was I was working for, as you know, Target, (laughs) Canada when they came Um, And that didn't last very long. And although it was a great job, um, I kind of just was like pulled from underneath me when they uh, went bankrupt in Canada. Um, And from there, uh, you know, both family members, including uh, you and our our dad lost their job as well. And uh, my relationship kind of went south a few weeks before the wedding date. I had a friend that passed away. And so all this stuff accumulated and obviously taking big hits out of me. Um, and meanwhile, trying to get this a, a new job. Uh, and in my mind, that's going to be like the the thing that's going to give me new life. But uh, it, it was a struggle. I actually, it was like, I think nine, 10 months of like going through interviews, getting rejected in the last second. And
0: all of that took like an even bigger ego hit
1: to me. Um, and
0: Louis, sorry and, to give a little bit perspective here. The, the, the three things that you mentioned that happened, was that in a very short period of time, I believe, right?
1: Yeah. Matter of months. So yeah, maybe call it three, four months. Um, All of that happened at the same time. Yeah. So it kind of obviously accumulates within that, uh, and, um, yeah, and then it kind of all came to a head and then and you talk about catalysts. I, I think this one day, even though I didn't know at the time was kind of the catalyst or the turning point. Um, but, uh, I remember it was in the midst of all of this happening. I thought I had gotten a new job. And as I mentioned, I thought that was like my fresh start and the day before they sent the offer letter, uh, I woke up and discovered that that company had also gone bankrupt and so that offer letter and the new job kind of went down the drain and and I just remember being like is is this even happening kind of thing um, and I went outside for a bike ride I I was in my condo at the time um, and I don't know if you know this but I don't even like bike rides <laughs> I just, I, I just had to do something because okay. I was, I was there alone. I wanted to get outside.
0: I remember, because you, and so it's, you sold your very beautiful bike that I've been <laughs> interested in, and you didn't even let me know that you had it. So yes, I <laughs>
1: yep. So not a fan of bike rides, but I go for this bike ride anyway. Take it off my porch or, um, yeah, my my uh, balcony. Uh, go downstairs, and the first thing. Uh, I take like two, two pedals essentially. And like a movie, it just starts pouring rain on me. And I think I stood on that bike. I kind of got off it and just started like laughing and crying at the same time. Uh, because it felt like at the time, hopefully this is like, like how, how many, how many more things can go wrong? Um, And it was this weird, like, and I did it for like 10 minutes and people were like looking at me and I just, I couldn't do anything else. Uh, And I think, again, I didn't know at the time, but I, I I think something kind of switched in my mind at that point, just uh, with the realization that this could potentially be an opportunity, kind of like a blank slate, build yourself up into what you've maybe always wanted um, and and that kind of eventually became the pivot point uh, to starting a journey of like self-discovery and self-improvement, um, which eventually led to kind of everything I'm, I'm doing now and believe in and stand for
0: this. This conversation um, that we're having is so timely, I have to say, Luis, there's been a lot of people affected uh, given this whole virus COVID thing. So for anybody listening, if um, you know, this this is probably getting published in September, Um, but if you're, you know, you're listening to this in the future, outside of uh, 2020, um, we've just been going through a quarantine period and a lot of job losses due to the economy uh, coming down and things of that nature, and a lot of uh, layoffs and things like that. So our conversation right now with you, Luis, is very timely, I believe, because I'm sure there's been a lot of people that have gone through at least the job loss part of it um, and maybe mm-hmm. accumulated one or other, you know, a few other, you know, struggles uh, aside from that. Um, and, and, you know, I think it, w- your point there of it being kind of starting a, as a clean slate, um, if anything, I think this whole COVID has been a blessing in disguise in that sense. So it's, it seems so timely that we're talking about this, and this happened to you four years ago. You seem to have been much more prepared, I would say, um, as opposed to some other folks that maybe this is the first time that they're experiencing something like that. Um, just the other day, I was talking to somebody that had been working at a company for about 20 years, hasn't had to update their resume or do anything like that. And all of a sudden um, that changed from under them. And, you know, obviously those kind of, um, the, the, the type of mental, um, toll that it's taking on that individual and kind of, uh, you know, they, they just were not prepared at all for something like that. To happen yeah. To them. So, um, yeah, it's uh, such a timely, uh, kind of conversation that we're having.
1: Totally. And, um, I think, uh, two things to note, I guess, so, one, uh, it, it, it's funny how big our careers and our jobs are attached to like our identity and our ego most of the time without even knowing it Uh, you know and when we do lose it that that that's why it takes such so much out of us and you know we start to question things and it's always the first kind of thing that uh people kind of get crushed by I feel in in a lot of these stories um and secondly just to correct you because I think you said that I was better prepared than most and I definitely was not prepared uh that time so I mean I kind of glazed over it I'd say I'm prepared now so now during COVID you know I've gone through kind of similar things which we'll get to with with my business because obviously a lot of things have changed but now I'm prepared because of everything I did back then.
0: that's what I meant. that's what I meant. You, you were more much more prepared this time around, given the whole COVID thing than right, right. I would think the majority of people that have kind of gone through that job loss and complications around that
1: right Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, and uh, but yeah, when it, I mean to kind of continue this the story, when all that happened uh i mean you know it i i went through and it wasn't all hunky-dory off the you know off the top there uh i i eventually did get another job um which uh i started but then i wasn't super happy with it they changed my job they changed my boss i you know i was wasn't getting along with my boss so it was taking even a bigger toll than um than what I was going through before. So that kind of ended up being like the, the final straw that sent me into uh, depression. And so I went through, uh, again, it was all probably almost a year of this dark, dark period where I have never experienced anything like that. Um, you know, I was living on my own still in, in my condo and, you know, I know I shared a bit with, with you and, and the family but there were days when i just wouldn't get out of bed uh, at all and, you know i would tell myself all those stories of i'm there's like there's no purpose for me in this life or in this world or, you know why am i going to get out of bed like things of that nature um and then uh, the catalyst within the catalyst i guess it was uh, and I've shared this with you was actually a big part was your advice, uh, which at the time was if there's any time to invest in yourself, it's now. Um, and, and that kind of kicked things off because I, uh, you know, I brought, if you remember, uh, there was a life coach that had been one of your previous clients that I got in touch with and I was hesitant to do a program, but then, you know, you give me that advice kind of, uh, kind of convinced me to do it and I did it and that started to turn things around for me. It was based on positive psychology and I started changing things in my life uh, and actually taking some action and I was seeing the effects of it. But that also gave me like all this momentum and um, I, I did a whole bunch of other things. So I, I got a dog and I re- kind of reconnected with my faith and I, uh, I started doing hobbies and interests that I had stopped doing for years uh, that kind of just gave me joy again. And so all of that slowly, again, over the course of a year and a half probably, um, gave me this positive momentum where eventually not only did I beat the depression, I, I felt higher, even stronger than where I thought I was before. And the main reason was because I had done all this work and I had, I had realized what my true values were and I was living through those values. Whereas before I was just blindly leading my life, um, really, if I look back, it was like a lot of values that I didn't care for. So things of like materialism and, uh, you know, social status, stuff like that, um, where, where now I've discovered what those true values that matter to me are. And I, and I've kind of designed my life around that.
0: Very good. Amazing. Yeah. It, um, so Stella, Stella is who you're referring to there. And I'll probably leave her contact details and um, information in the show notes below. And I, I am uh, very grateful to her for, you know, being available for you and, and um, you know, just a overall very, very good person um One of the things that that you you said there um if I remember correctly I, I believe I was trying to um I was trying to influence you to basically reach out to an uh, uh, um, somebody that's more of an expert and that can help you out of that depression and and I think you were a little bit reluctant to uh do anything that was paid because obviously the job situation and so on and so forth and and what I said mm-hmm. to you was actually something that I had heard from uh, one of my good friends who had said that to me once. And it was, you, you know, you were telling me you can't afford to, uh, to to pay that amount or whatever. And I I believe I said to you, you can't afford not to pay um, that amount in order for your team. You can't afford not to yeah. pay. Because... You know, at the end of the day, I believe we all have to uh, continuously invest in ourselves, um, always to better ourselves. One of the things, um, uh, just to interject there in in my kind of investigation about who I am and kind of who, you know, what some of my strengths are, I discovered that I'm I'm a learner. I like learning. I like getting myself involved with different things and learning new things. Um, And oftentimes I think about that as a strength but it can also become a weakness because um if i just stay with stick with the learning um and lower levels of action um then that's where the weakness comes in and i've been recently focusing a lot more on the action part of it as opposed to the learning yeah. part but um yeah so
1: you, you already- and and i can tell you by the way just to go the other way i i've noticed that shift in you amazing amazing and it's, it's yeah it's cool yeah. 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 It. I mean, this is an example of it, right? You're, you're doing it.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. This has been on my to-do list forever, the the podcast and this initiative. And uh, I'm more than happy to be doing it finally. And, and, and you're right. That's, it's a different type of investment in yourself. When you take action, start to experience things and uh, learn and fail and get back up and try something new. So I'm focusing a lot more on the action part of it as, as opposed to the, uh, like studying and reading and you know that sort of thing i mean right. i still am and it's still learning right absolutely it, that, i mean it's just a, it's a different and
1: i think better way of learning when you can com- you can combine it with the other style but yeah actually doing it and learning from that is is experience is, is worth so much
0: absolutely yes. yesterday i was part of a um it's like a small course on um uh, live like how to film and be on camera every day, so every day you to film something new or something different. And um, I made that they asked me, "Oh, why are you here? And what are you looking for here?" And and I made the joke saying, "Well, I'm just a, I'm a learner, and the, you know, it's uh, it's one of my weaknesses and it's one of my strengths. So I'm here to learn more, and uh, and and that's why I'm here because." I'm just a learner and (laughs) and, uh but I have you know a little bit of experience in terms of filming a little bit and you know just to see what I can get out of it and it's a bit of a fun exercise for me so I never stopped the learning but definitely uh focused on more action nice yeah so the, the the whole thing you mentioned about the um that hit on on uh on everybody and all the um all the different types of activities that you were able to go back to that you were excited about that were important to you, you mentioned also identifying your core values is, is there could can you expand a little bit more and maybe share those with us and and how you use those in your everyday now
1: yeah, yeah um so yeah, I think both those things actually—the two things you mentioned, which was like going back to the things I enjoyed doing, uh, and uh, kind of discovering my values through kind of all that uh, self work—were the catalyst for. <laughs> I keep using that word because I guess it's relevant. It's the, um, it's the name of the reaction of the. Apocalypse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um it but it but it was it was the the catalyst or the inspiration for um the company I eventually built and I can explain so the the first part was um the so uh, in terms of like doing all this stuff that so I was kind of caught up in the corporate world and I was playing this role you know I I mentioned I was getting kind of more money so I was like so focused on that and and uh, career and like uh, I I kind of mentioned that dissonance. so I felt like I was like this robot in a way without admitting it to myself and wearing several masks like you know sometimes you have to be this like corporate persona uh, when you're in the office or whatever and that was taking a, a toll on me and on top of that I would stop doing anything that had really like given me joy in the past so I've always played uh, a lot of sports um, a few years back, you know, as well, but I had a big knee injury, um, but I slowly got back into them uh, and and then just kind of stopped because career took over my life uh, as well. I I really loved uh, improv acting. So I had done that a few years back uh, and again, kind of just stopped cold turkey. No reason, really. I guess mm-hmm. I just had no time again. Um and you know a few other hobbies and interests but really like when I look back to that time all I was doing was like uh my job and career and and like maybe some social aspects right with friends and my relationship and stuff um but during this time I I took it upon myself to kind of get back into all that stuff and not only did I like get back into it, love it and it started to give me joy again and gave me positive momentum forward, but I w- I also started like discovering other cool things that I could do. So I could just see like more opportunities, I guess of of things that I could do and enjoy. Uh so an example was like when I I got uh remixed my my puppy. Uh, I started filming him. You kind of mentioned um you've been exploring different things as well, but I so uh, I filmed them in like slow motion, and then I like I created a social media account for him on Instagram, and I started like adding music to these videos. I started learning how to edit these videos, and it became this like super fun project where I was like learning and discovering along the way. Um, and so all the stuff was like lighting me up, right? And I was taking notice of that uh, and how it was affecting me. Uh, so I call that element—I guess I would call it play. Um, so a lot of times people hear that word and I think it means different things to different people, but sometimes people think it's just about like games or like, you know, like child's play kind of thing. Uh, but to me, it just means doing the things that love, that you love uh, and and doing more of them and prioritizing them. And that could also include, or it, it does include uh, people. Like it's not just doing things, but it's like including the people that you love and prioritizing them and filling up your day and time with more of that. So that was the one element, uh, which I'll label play. And the second one was um, personal development. Uh, and so in me, and again, the strongest part of my journey with that was uh, the values. And so the the three, I think I had three or four main ones. Um, one was actually very similar to your, yours, and it was about uh, learning, um, not just learning on my own, but also teaching other people. Uh, and that was something I didn't really know I possessed, uh, and I hadn't really done much of it and um so that was a cool discovery uh the The second one was uh about uh play or or being kind of like making the best of situations and um you know kind of keeping that playful positive momentum and uh The third was around helping other people uh which again was something I wasn't really doing much of. Um, but I realized it was really important to me. And so I ended up taking up both those things. So play and personal development, and that became the inspiration for fundamentals of play, which is, I just wanted to combine those two elements. Uh, and as you know, I first started with like doing these, like what I call play shops with like family and friends. You were at the first one. Um, and it was about using improv games and different styles of games uh, to experience concepts related to personal development. Um, and and that eventually evolved and I started doing more of them. They were public, uh, you know, uh, and, and um, then I also layered on uh, life coaching myself. So I created a program um, where I could help people transition uh, through these type of uh, changes and times and kind of reinvent yourself as well, the same way I did. Uh, and then lastly, I started doing it with kind of teams so in corporate um kind of corporate team building where I was combining what I called kind of new age business uh business skills or uh, modern business modern day business skills sorry uh so things like empathy or um learning to fail joyfully. Uh, and combine that with the play element again. So using games and experiences to learn these concepts and to become better as individuals and as teams.
0: Brilliant, brilliant. And and you're you're still obviously doing that today, just a little bit modified. And uh, as it relates to, you, usually you were doing those all in um, live settings.
1: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I've had to adapt, and and again. Uh, you know, like most people, COVID kind of affected and changed a lot of things for me as well. So yeah, currently I'm doing, um, what I used to do live, uh, and I've created versions that I could do online. So I'm doing it digitally. Uh, and, and you're right. I had to use the same tools that these to four years ago when all this happened, because at first I was so upset about it. I didn't want to do virtual stuff. Um, but I've slowly come around again using the same tools and seeing it in a new light. And now it's, it's great. And I see it as like a new opportunity to build the business. And regardless of where the world takes things, I have this as an extra tool now, um, you know, versus at the beginning, I remember being so down on it and being like, I don't want to do this. Like what's going to happen to my business. Um, but it's, you know, that's part of the, the resiliency and the, and the kind of mindset shifting, uh, using the tools through that I, that I built earlier.
0: That's right. That's right. I mean, I'm a big, um, I'm a big believer of everything's just going digital regardless of the business or the business model. um, I believe that everyone needs to explore more in regards to how that digital uh, aspect can play into their business. And, um, and maybe this was just a, like you said, a push to learn more, open up opportunities and at the end of the day, people can be in Australia, they can be in uh, El Salvador, they can be anywhere in the world and participate. So it it certainly hopefully opens up a lot more doors um, for you and for other businesses as well, um, you know, this bit of a, a push to be more on online and digital. Um, I mean, I, I suspect that the coaching part of your business is has ma- remained the same because the... Uh, Usually, you would do that via phone call or um kind of how why do you a phone call or WebEx or something like that, right
1: yeah, most of the time it was if it was local people, it would be in person, but most of the time it was actual virtual anyway, so um yeah, that didn't get affected too much um although I haven't focused too much on that aspect. I'm, I'm more focused on the on the corporate stuff
0: awesome. Awesome. It's a, you know, just to summarize, it's a, it's a, to me, you know, it's, it's close to me, obviously this, your story. And um, to summarize, it's a, it's a really cool story because there's a, a really steep downhill and a bit of a slower kind of recovery. But the magnificent thing about it is that there was an accumulation of things that were the catalysts to project you on a, on a on a much steeper slope to affecting change in a lot of other people given your experience so it's you know you experienced those um, uh, uh, those catalysts for lack of a better word and now you're also an agent of change in the corporate world in personal, development via your coaching and um, even for the general public with the play shops. Um, So it's, it's, it's incredible how you leveraged all your experiences and now you're giving back in, in this really uh, impactful way. Um, I'll tell you some, I'll tell you a funny story. I really like the way you put it. um, When you described the business and it's to experience concepts of personal development through play. I had never described it that way. I'm going to begin to describe it that way because I think that's very digestible for people to understand hmm. because uh, one time I used adult play shop and uh, <laughs> you can imagine some of the things that are getting, going on in that individual's mind, right? So
1: <laughs>
0: they were like, what is that?
1: <laughs> yeah yeah so it was, uh, it, it, uh, that's that's how it started for me as well i think that's how i described it too at the beginning and yeah i got the same reactions
0: oh, okay good 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 but the, the this is a this is a much better way of i think describing it um cool i i think um well you know what we do you have um any there's two things that i I'd, I'd like for you to kind of uh share with us well, one is if you had any advice for somebody to that that you know, is trying to produce change in their life, in their corporate environment, at their job, whatever it is, what what sort of advice would you give people?
1: Uh, well, I think it's a, a bit of a summary of, of what I spoke about, but two, two main things I would say is, A, uh, don't be afraid to invest in yourself. Uh, and that, again, I think sometimes people get caught up in that and it doesn't necessarily mean, money or spending money it might involve spending money but it might not um but it's like taking the time and so whatever that means that might mean you have to take a break from your life you, you know you might have to take leave from your work um and, and and just start exploring the things that could help you and some people are stuck on what will help me Well, will just start somewhere and and see where it takes you um and you usually have a pretty good hunch um, so that's number one number two, I would say uh is uh, prioritize the things that are important. Uh, I always quote this stat um and it's that in North America we spend eighty percent plus of our time on things that don't give us any happiness joy, or long term fulfillment, uh, which is pretty sad and that means we spend it you know on jobs we hate on chores we don't want to do on all this stuff. Um, and less than 20% on the things that actually matter to us and that make us happy. And I think it is totally, totally achievable, not only achievable, but that we should all be striving to do is flip those stats. Uh, so do 80% of the things that uh, fill up 80% of your time, but the things that do give you that happiness and fulfillment and 20% of them things that don't, because you can't erase everything. There's gonna be stuff that you have to do, fine. Um, but work towards that and, and figure out what things fall into which category and how you can prioritize the, the 80% instead.
0: Brilliant, brilliant. And that's that again, that was just for North America.
1: Yeah, I believe those stats are North American. Yeah.
0: Have you have you ever come across anything related to which countries maybe are a little bit doing a much better on that front than we are? Uh,
1: I, I there, there is, um, a Netflix documentary that I always recommend to people. I think it's called happy or happiness. I think maybe just happy. Um, and it, and it researches happiness around the world. Um, and it actually, it's, it's such a contrast because yeah, there's a lot of like even third world countries that have so much less resources than we do. Um yet they find so much more happiness because maybe by default, maybe conscious i don't know, but they they focus on the things that matter, so they have a lot more like family integration and uh you know relationships and and so they they are charted higher on the happiness scale um I also know like the ice uh the what do you call them the the northern European countries yeah are also known to uh, have high on the happiness scale for several reasons. So like I, like Denmark and Sweden, those ones. Um, so a lot to learn uh, for sure. And yeah, I, I'd, I'd start with that documentary.
0: Yeah, I, I so yesterday or maybe two days ago, I saw a report come out. I forget the title. I'll put it in the show notes as well. I forget the title of the report, um, but Gallup, I know Gallup, Uh, the company Gallup uh, research was involved with it and every year apparently for the past five or six years they've been putting out this global happiness uh, report and it was just released Mm -hmm. recently and um, so it's 158 countries that they go and they speak to people and they you know analyze different things sorry I shouldn't say 158 countries it's 158 cities so the study is mainly in regards to what how happy people are in uh, urban settings. Um, so out of the 158, there's three pages worth. I was happy to see that Toronto, uh, Canada, I believe, was around 13th or 15th place in regards to oh, wow. people's well-being and happiness. Um, both Guatemala and El Salvador were on that first page. Um the Nordic countries, as you would expect, were number one, two, three, four, five. And um and you probably wouldn't be surprised to see the ones that were, you know, 150 to 158 as well. But um yeah, so I was, I was pleasantly surprised to see those countries there on the on the first page at least. So between the the first and the fiftieth um place. Um, but yeah, maybe I'll, so. I'll include that in the show notes as well, Luis. Maybe I'll, sh- I'll send you the link as well. You might be interested in seeing that. And um, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good good place to start. Thank you for that advice. The um, the, the the other thing I want to uh, you know, oftentimes we think like we all need something, right? There's always something that could propel us further. Is there something? And and this is. This is an opportunity I like to give my guests to, um, you know, just express if there was something or someone or something they might need. And if there's somebody out there that can help, maybe I can help make a connection. Right. So if if there was anything now um, that could be another big agent of change in your life or your career or business, what do you what do you think that could be or, you know, what would help the most?
1: Hmm Well, um, as I'm kind of focusing on this corporate side and obviously the, the changing environment uh, to go more virtual and digital, I'm actually at a place now where I feel really good about the versions uh, that we're doing, so want to uh, figure want to scale that up essentially. So really, I guess, um, any connections for anybody that is either planning? or maybe even part of an organization uh, that is looking at doing kind of big virtual events. Uh, You know, I I know there's a lot of organizations doing kind of virtual conferences now, for example. Um, So any of those connections or anyone that thinks they can get some value from what we do, which, again, is the kind of uh, learning these skills through uh, experiential fun and games, to, to reach out and to connect and uh, hopefully build some
0: opportunities for both sides. Perfect, perfect. Then where, where can people find you? I know I'm including the <laughs> uh, as well, but let, let us know where that we can find you.
1: Yeah, so website is uh, fundamentalsofplay.ca uh, and or you can always email uh, if you want to get in contact. At, uh, the easiest one is just fundamentalsofplay at gmail.com.
0: Wonderful. All one word. Amazing. There was um, um the, the uh what was I wanna say? We we gotta get you up on stage uh more. I think you have your story needs to be continue to be told and uh in order to impact a lot more people and and I think that's that's brilliant. I told you yesterday I was um on a on a webinar with uh someone we know mutually, right? And uh he, he was Mm-hmm. discussing obviously getting up on stage now is a little bit different because you're not necessarily in a room full of people and you're in front of a camera but um you're you're absolutely right these virtual events that are happening um you still should be a part of it and i hope that uh if somebody's listening or if i can if i come across anybody you, you know you can always count on me and my group of uh friends and network um to certainly make an introduction thank you so much Luis. last 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 question and i know because you're a fun kind of uh, guy, and your your business is all around play, I'm gonna ask you. I had selected maybe one or two questions uh, to choose from, and uh, my question to you is going to be: If not, not if. Sorry. What secret conspiracy would you like to start in the world today? What secret? Conspiracy? would you like to start in the world today?
1: <laughs> Where'd you get that question? That's a good one.
0: <laughs> so um, something a little fun for you, right? Based on your...
1: Uh... Yeah. <laughs> what secret conspiracy would I like to start today um, in the world? Uh, uh, it has to be something around what I described around that 80 20% rule I think and it would be um that there are there's some type of organization secret hidden organization uh, that is is currently suppressing us uh by forcing us to do all this stuff that we don't want to do like uh you know, the work and the jobs that we hate and all that type of stuff. Um, and they are profiting off of it um, because they get money somehow from uh, all this m- misery that is created. Uh, I have to work out the, the details and the kinks of how they get that money, but they are doing it. <laughs> uh, and this is going to create some, some anger and some resentment that people are profiting off of our own Choices and misery, and hopefully that will uh, force people to start making different choices and to start prioritizing uh, the good stuff instead of the stuff that is just handed to us and is profiting this organization that i'm going to call gloomies are us <laughs> so we have to fight against gloomies are us uh, unless we want them to just get rich and us to just get more miserable
0: i was I was going to call them the the beep. 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 Beep.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Be hard to uh, write that.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Luis, we thank you so much for your time. It's always great to uh, speak to you. I, I, you know, I can't wait to see you next time go for ice cream again and walk remix. Um, And uh, yeah, thank you so much. If there's any other opportunities we can have to um, have you on, maybe, uh, you know, in combination with another a guest or something and to have a little bit of a debate or something like that. We'll certainly reach out and um, we look forward to chatting with you soon. Awesome. Thanks for having me. No problem. Again, it's been Alejandro Catalyst Radio and my special guest, Luis Serrano from Fundamentals of Play. I will have some information in the show notes in regards to some of the things that we have discussed today, but as always, I can't promise to have another amazing guest like this next week. But I promise that when I do have another uh, guest and I can share it with you, it will be of great value. We'll chat soon, everybody, and uh, we'll speak soon. Bye for now.